Hey everybody, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I'm your host, Alex Lee. Hi, it's Jenny. Ah, uh, it's me, Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we're going to be talking about displeased. Ooh. Yes, I'm very displeased at you, Cedric. Fair enough. That seems to be a running theme. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're always talking about displeased. <laughs> But not directly. Be- Today it's directly. Because you didn't make a pun this time. Yeah, that's, uh, true. that's true. That is displeasure. That's fine. Don't worry, guys. If that's what you're displeased about, you won't be displeased for too long. <laughs> but you still will. Not right now, though. Not right I now. I don't have a pun. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. So, uh, like, you want to get started? Yeah. So, off the top of your head, when have you experienced displeasure? Okay. Quick. I'm- quick fire. I'm Off the top of your head. Strippers. Bam. Oh, sorry. That was probably real loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, that was the most abrupt thing I've ever produced. I love it. Go, Cedric. Then Let's... I guess I'm going first. You're just like, oh, Cedric. Oh, strippers. I looked, like I looked directly into Alex's eyes, too, because like, it was a quick fire, so I was like, strippers. <laughs> and there's no right. connection to be made there. I just, it I just, just, I just it, it was coincidental. All right. Um, let's all hear right. it. Yeah. I would say um, strippers. Um, and here's why, um, like the reality was like, I was my, my one and really only experience with strippers, that's weird to say like that, uh, was when I was 18, right? It was kind of like a rite of passage thing. I think uh, when I look back retrospectively, it was very much like, it was something you did when you, it was like, oh, an usher in of adulthood, like adults get to go to strip clubs, one, because of the age limit. And like two, because like you see it in like movies or whatever. And so when our final friend who turned 18, finally turned 18, we all went to a a strip club. Um, It was a, I'm not going to name names, I guess. I don't know if this is going to be a problem, but it was, we go in there and like, I think again, I didn't think my expectations were high, but they were apparently higher than this place. Uh, and we go to it and it's just janky. Mm. It's janky. And again, it's not like, I think like, sometimes I think like strip clubs, I think like lighting is like purple all around or whatever. Or like there's a DJ, uh, like a clearly seen DJ, you know, whatever. It it wasn't like that. It was just dark. Mm. I go in there, it's dark. And just thinking about it. It's dark and... The, like, and then when you th- when you think about like st- strippers, I guess yeah, again it's like the very Hollywood image. You think like like a lot of you know pole like amazing stuff or whatever like pole dancing or whatever. Just like a lot of showmanship was not a lot of that. It just it just felt depressing. Is uh-huh. the word I'm gonna use? Again, it's like dark and people are. It felt like one. Sometimes it felt like a lot of the girls just didn't want to be there. Mm. Um, and I, I was like, I'm very much a person who's like, if you don't want to be here, I don't want to be here. And we're, I'm going with all my friends and like we're trying to make the best of it. But I'm like, at the entire time, I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and then here's the really displeasing part. Like, so like we're getting all this advice from like one of my friend's brothers about this stuff and one of the things like you you have to get a private dance i guess because like if you're not next to the um the stage to mm. put like dollar bills the strippers are going to come to you and they're going to ask you for a private dance 
you you're not allowed to say no really like Why you can't you can say no but it's like if it's like your first time like it's kind of like you owe yourself to do it and then it's just like it's like well it's you you guys don't know this but like in um in, in my social scene it's not polite to say no to someone who wants to dance with you and so i that guess it's a fu- quote unquote quote, dance yeah, it's, <laughs> and then and, and, and so See. So one of the things that happened was like my friend was feeling very squeamish. The one who recently turned 18 is like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like we're trying to get him out of his shell. So I make the promise that if he, I get one, he has to get one. He's like, okay, like that's fine. And I'm pretty sure there was like a microphone at our table or somewhere because a stripper probably heard that. And I'm... So the, all the strippers are relatively young, right? Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they're relatively fit, except for one. And this one, she's like kind of like an older lady. She has like varicose veins coming through. I can see like like her stretch marks and stuff like that. She's She's been around the pole for a bit, you know? And so... <laughs> okay. Um, and she's she's like she's really like um she's really curvy like she's really voluptuous like mm-hmm. not really like like it's just like it's just not really like it was just a lot and i was like and i was like i really was like i was more into like more athletic builds so i was like okay so i wasn't i would be like oh like that's definitely not my type and i was just like oh like she just seemed very momish and like mm-hmm. it was and then so what happens next is like we're waiting for lap dances and she must have heard what I said. So she comes straight towards me and she's like, would you like to dance? And I look at my friend and then my friends are like, you got to do it. Like in his eyes, in his mind, you got to do it. And I'm like, and I take a deep breath <laughs> and I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I go into the private room. And so yeah, you go into the private room and then so one of the first things they do is like there's a person that comes in like before the dance starts they say would you like something to drink and what we had learned was is that once you get a private dance you have to buy something to drink like because and what the funny is you never get that drink you just you never get it and like a soda is like seven bucks or whatever so that's the cheapest thing you'll get and like you never get the drink there it's like etiquette to get it um, it's like how you don't heckle in like in, in comedy clubs or whatever. Mm. It's like you have to buy something so that like at least whatever happens, you know, happens. And then you get the private dance. I get the private. Wait, aren't you paying for the private dance as well? Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm, this is why Sorry, I brought okay, it up. I'm, this is why I'm bringing it up as displeasing. I've never been to a strip club, yeah. and I know nothing about it, so yeah, this is why I ask yeah, questions. Yeah, it's, it's like yes, you're all yes. So correct. Okay, mm-hmm. you're Just paying checking. for a soda you don't get. And Which then is... it's like seven, eight bucks. And then you pay for the lap dance itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you're, 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 you're going, to, and then again, this is someone I don't really find that attractive. And then she's like, you know, like up in my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then like, I'm like, okay, okay. And then it's about like 25 minutes, maybe He's... 20 minutes. And, and then like after we're done, it's like, okay, like here's the money. And then we walk out and I go back to the table and I just face all of my friends again. And then we just talk about, I, we didn't, I didn't even really talk about it. And like, 
You were the most. You were the most uncomfortable I would, person. You, like I could uh, see it on your face. It's That's just hilarious. like it's again. It's someone I was. Okay, so here's what I'll say about this. I, I have a metaphor for strip clubs. So imagine a, a lion at the zoo, right? And then there's the guy, right? There's like the feeder maybe, and but the the feeder is like a sadistic piece of crap. Right, he's like, here's the meat, like the the, the like the lion starving, mm-hmm. and it's like, here's the meat, like, oh, you can't have it because he's in the cage, like, uh, you suck, mm-hmm. right, like you can't have this, you can't have this, and then imagine, right, how stupid it is if the lion was paying him to do that. <laughs> That's a strip club. That's essentially a strip club. To to your eyes. Yeah, to my eyes. It's just like, why <laughs> would I pay you to? To to do this, why? Wow, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. Why am I paying you to do this to me? It's very frustrating. It was very like like one multiple levels here. Now I'll break it down. I go there. It's not what I expected. Two, it's it's more than what I wanted, right? Mm. It's like more negative things that I want. It, like it came with bad surprises, mm-hmm. and then on a whole like sort of like functional level uh, how it works in like you know society of like this makes no sense so that's also displeasing to think about Mm -hmm. so the whole experience was displeasing (laughs) in every sense of the word it was displeasing um that's why it's the first thing i think of when i think of displeasure like it's like (laughs) really bad strip clubs (laughs) and then and again it's just like one of those things like i i think about like should i ever go again but then i think and we'll maybe we'll go into this event. It's like telling about the nature of who you are as a person about something that like that that's displeasing. Like, eh, is it worth it? Is it not? You know, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. ugh, <laughs> ugh, it was bad. It was real bad. Well, you probably went to a really really odd place. This is very displeasurable. <laughs> it's very displeasurable. Well, because like I've been to strip clubs and I, I just know places. But we'll move on because I don't want to make Jenny feel uncomfortable. I... Do you have questions about the strip club? No. I just don't like the idea of strip clubs in general. Mm. Me neither. <laughs> well, it's just like from a female perspective, oh, yeah. it's um, yeah, it's really there's a whole lot of things, and I don't know if that's a discussion we want to have right now because yeah. I feel like it would be a tangent. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I mean, like, you should value women for their worth and not for their bodies and what they're putting out there because it really sucks that teachers get paid way less than strippers do. <laughs> I like see. just the mere principle of that. Mm, like that's probably really that's extremely frustrating. It. Yeah, like that whole story, and I don't know how much it is true, but mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I'm a stripper because it's easier to get money this way to pay for college and stuff. Like right. that, no. Mm. And so that's like, yeah, and that's like, I w- I could have like I would th- now when I it's I'm what's funny about it is I'm appreciative of the memory because it's an experience that I've had like I've right. been yeah and so I look back and I, it's good because I, I look back and I, I kind of dissect it for certain things as I grow smarter and one of those things is yeah I look back at how many young people are in there mm-hmm. um, like relatively young and I'd be like okay like what's everybody's story yeah. like mm-hmm. why is everyone and did how did everyone end up here 
Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it's maybe even displeasing to hear that story. But then sometimes I like, I like I'll see things where it's like, sometimes it's empowering. It's like, you know, like this is me. Like, I think there was like a, damn, what was the movie that recently came out with uh, J-Lo and Cardi B? Hustlers. Yeah, Hustlers, where it seems like very like, okay, like, you know, like maybe it's like their vocation. I don't know the necessary stories of why they want to be there, but they kind of, from the previews, they kind of flip things around to make it seem like more empowering, right? Kind of manipulative because of the environment or the atmosphere that they're in. But I'll just like, from a personal perspective, right? Like it sucks that that happens. Like, like my personal values that there's a situation where that could happen, but vice versa. Like, I don't understand why it exists. Like as a, as like, as like, but I mean, someone will maybe will entertain me. It's like, you know, like maybe I, I hope to, I don't know if I want to meet this person, but I'm open to meeting this person where it's like, oh, you just weren't doing strip clubs, right? Like, you, know, you just have to do this like this. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm open to the experience. I mean, can we just not? Like, <laughs> okay. Because like the whole principle is to go and objectify women. Mm. Like, that's that is the business plan. Mm-hmm. Like here, put you literally up on a stage, dance for me, monkey, pretty monkey. <laughs> hopefully, mm-hmm. sorry, that was terrible, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's yeah. like that's the idea. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a pretty girl. She's in less clothes or no clothes, which sometimes, like, honestly, I don't like. Why would you want to see that rubbing up on a pole? Like. Mm-hmm. And you and you feel the same way if if it was a male strip club as well. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Like I mean, I say fem like female strip clubs are more, fem like female performers are the more prevalent ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to a strip club in general. Got it. Like, <laughs> gotcha. Just yeah. I don't I don't like that idea. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. just, and there's a lot of like things in society that are kind of like that. But I mean. Like literally throwing money at people, like yeah, I hear that's you. not that's not it, a good it, like psychologically that's really a bad thing to be. Or I feel it's a bad thing to be portrayed. Like mm-hmm. no matter why they're there, like mm-hmm. if they can do it and like it works out for them, more power to you. But at the mm-hmm. same point, like just the institution in general, like. The mm-hmm. whole idea of it is mm-hmm. like I I don't think it's a good mm-hmm. kind of idea to be putting in anybody's heads. Like it devalues everyone. Mm-hmm. Like it devalues the people that are performing. It devalues the people that are going there. Because kind of times it maybe like devalues like people who don't perform there. It's just like hey, like can we're trying to do something maybe different, and like instead you're just making money this way like i mean there's like there's a lot of wrapped up like judgments right about the vocations that we like that are we we set up ourselves upon i honestly think it's also because you know how we're we always see on like tv or or any like or any like platform video platform because when you think about it like nowadays they they allow that to happen Mm -hmm. you know it's like that I mean, regulation is good because that keeps people safe. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm all for that. Like, I guess if it's going to happen, like, keep it regulated. But at mm-hmm. the same point, like, the institution in general, I don't agree with. I, I understand that. 
and it's it's kind of odd didn't that mean to cut you off. no no yeah. it's okay it, but like I I understand that because when you're looking at like today's social standards or when you look at today's you know um, media in in general you see a lot of that you know or or like in you know in rave scenarios as well mm. where they would wear skimpy clothes and all those things as well so it's it's a very interesting process of what of what hopefully our future doesn't go towards right um and the interesting thing that i want to bring up as well is um is, is uh pretty much stemming off of uh in the in the whole world scenario that uh, Cedric has brought up, because mm-hmm. because the my displeasure meant that I recently um, that came across on the top of my head was um, this movie called Twenty Forty Seven, you know, and no one knows this movie because like, everyone's I've just doing this little crowd. I love it. I love it. It was on Hulu. Okay. And I want. And I was just like, I just read the description and it says, "What if the world?" Um, is is like this in the future where like yeah we have flying cars we have you know robots and everything like that but the future did not come out as as we thought it would Mm. Mm. everyone so here's the here's the whole plot of what the story is right now in 2047 uh which is you know 30 roughly 30 years from now Mm -hmm. roughly 30 years from now the world is futuristic they have flying cars like I said All before, right. they have robots and everything like that. But the thing is, the world that people see in is is sitting on a chair. So what's happening is that their life that mm-hmm. they live in mm-hmm. is on the internet. Okay, so everything's uh, sort of like digital. Right? Everything's digital. Uh, okay. So it's almost like the Matrix, but mm-hmm. the difference is, is, is that you can live off of the Matrix Mm-hmm. And onto the onto the internet as well. Okay. There's two types of people that live in this world. One is called um, the connected, mm-hmm. and these people don't leave their chairs. Okay. They 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 live in a virtual world, mm-hmm. and they and they and you know they they never leave the virtual world because they fear what they they fear living in the real world but they're aware that they're connected they're aware that they're connected so that's where it's different Mm -hmm. they choose to be in that world Mm -hmm. you know and then in and then the second group of people um are uh social social people are the hybrids the hybrids are people who live in the real world Mm -hmm. But also live in the virtual world as well. Okay. So they also so they also sit on the on the um, on the um, on the chair, mm-hmm. which holds all their you know online gaming or virtual experience because that's the world that they live in today, which is um, you know virtual reality, mm-hmm. whether it be video games or whether it be you know living a, a much more virtual life. Mm-hmm. And and the main character in this uh, movie is struggling with that. He's he's struggling with the fact that why the world today is basically li- looking through a computer screen, mm-hmm. and not and when he comes out of real life comes out of virtual reality and looks at the real world, it's gloomy, mm-hmm. it's horrible, it's bad, mm-hmm. but at the same time that's the world that that they live in. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like the it's like the toxicity of having both worlds in a very bad scenario. But he's trying to live off of both worlds at the same time so he can have a quote-unquote normal life. Mm. I see. So, right. And in this scenario, um, 
I'm going to spoil the ending for you guys. Spoiler alert. Because this movie, you know, no one watches it, but maybe you'll see. I don't know. <laughs> but what happened was there's a group of online terrorists. Okay. That can kill people while they have... While they're connected? While they're connected. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, sort of online, but anyways. <laughs> but, so, so, so they can kill these people. But they said that these terrorists told, told um, the main character that it's actually the organization who created that virus to be able to kill people on their chairs. So the reason why oh, they have... Oh, they infect them with a virus? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, they're crea- so they also stole that virus, so that way they, they're trying to use that program so that they can kill the software that keeps everyone connected online. Oh. So then what you're saying is like, does that mean it's like the organization, like the, I guess the main antagonist of the movie is actually kind of like... The organization, because yeah. they want to control the people to 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 live in this virtual reality mm-hmm. world uh-huh. so that way they can manage everything for themselves and okay. have their power so, well so the terrorists are actually the good guys good guys supposedly the right, good guys right now the interesting thing what happens is that the main character becomes part of this plan you mm. know he proceeds with this plan because he also believes in you know like living in the real world is important because this is the real world this right, is right, the right, eyes right, that right, i right. see this is not the this is not this virtual reality world that we we perceive to see that's in our minds right you know right, right, right. and the interesting thing about it is that when he proceeds with this plan every person on the internet that was connected whether they be on their virtual reality games or whether they be on you know on the internet having so- social media life or anything like that they see this message that's being that says that the the core computer mm-hmm. is being attacked with a virus from the terrorist okay and they all panic mm-hmm. everyone panics okay okay mm-hmm. and they 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 receive this the location of where the terrorists are at and they did the one thing that they did not want to do they got out of their chairs right and ran over and killed these people okay like kill the kill the kill the quote unquote terrorists okay. that are trying to you like know like ruin their world i ruin guess ruin their world sure so it, it brought displeasurement to me because the main character accepted this fact mm-hmm. that that this is the world that they live in and he chose to be the connected because he believes that it doesn't matter where you are uh, or where we live in now. They're all the same feelings. They're all the same stimuli, sure. you know. Your, your brain's still feeling the same stimulation that you would feel mm-hmm. in the virtual reality world versus mm-hmm. in real life. And that totally, that totally was, uh, it killed my vibe, obviously, <laughs> but that's not what I wanted to say. It just totally made me uncomfortable in the most possible way because mm-hmm. in my mind, stimuli, brain stimuli and stimulation versus VR versus real life is that you can't touch, you can't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And sure. I'm touching Cedric, you know, giving yeah. him a good back rub. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Correct. But like, it's just not, to me, it doesn't make any sense because it's not the same. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Versus 
virtual reality, yeah, you get stimulations in your brain, but you don't feel it in your hands, in your legs, or in your body. Mm-hmm. And that brought that that's what displeased me about that movie is that how can you say such a thing? Yeah. When you know both worlds and you chose to be connected. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's like the main argument with those kind of movies, right? right. Is like, like is it better to uh, and you know it's a social kind of commentary like is it better to be controlled but happy and oblivious yeah. or like really like kind of face the like sometimes like gloomy ugliness of the world mm-hmm. you know and it's like I, I think that's something that each person has to decide for themselves you know like I'd rather kind of deal with a mess and like find my own sort of happiness that way but mm-hmm. I know there's lots of people that just don't want to face it and like you really can't I mean everybody has to go through life in their own way mm-hmm. you can't so I see where that comes from mm-hmm. and I think to me that's like why like I like personally love like sci-fi movies mm-hmm. like to me a good sci-fi movie is not usually like the explosions or the graphics it's really about storytelling but in a way that's very conf- like it conflicts with like like humanity like what should humans be doing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and in your movie that's exactly by one by the staple of one character right like like that's the moral dilemma of every single person right Mm -hmm. it's like should i should i accept this world and it's a bit what we consider less real right and then and and his and then for him right he he lives in both and he made that conscious choice and i think it came with the realization about what he believes is real you know like what really matters in his mind it's like it's the feelings right like my internal right uh like the the sensations are all the same right if i can feel that in both places then i i can choose to be in this world or in that world and i think what's crazy about that movie that you're discussing is like the idea of like um i think it's just very much like dedicated like why why is this other world exist really mm-hmm. right like and in our same thing too right like why did we we're kind of like in that world like he's the essential like um the representation of what we like know as the tipping point mm-hmm. right like should we go here or should we go there like and we're like i feel like in a society sometimes we feel like we're at the tipping point where it's like are we going to be more digitized? Are we going to be in a world where we're just only connected through like this medium or this medium only? Mm-hmm. And then I like to look at it like sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, you're forced to make the choice. Sometimes I don't think we're quite there yet. But in looking to to like what like why we built this other world, I think it is for the sake of pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. Like, connectivity the internet like we a lot of the times why we build the things that we build was to create pleasure like the businesses that we went to bring like ease or comfort in like the in the lives of others or you know this and this and this like oh i need to make money like it's all for the sake of like yeah like a a pleasurable kind of lifestyle so like sometimes you have to realize like okay like if if with does having something be real does that bring me more or less pleasure in my life? Mm-hmm. And like, and to what degree, why does that matter? It's like, oh, okay, like, if like, oh, like, it's like when people tell you like, oh, it's like, like at least like in the Matrix, the argument is like, 
it, we're, at least it's real. It's real, you know. And like, and they talk about the Matrix failing, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it's like, oh, it was like pleasure, you know, like whatever it is. Like it was practically a paradise the first time around, and the only reason it was like it's its pleasurability was only matched by its like uncontrollable failure, and it's like, and that's like that's humans, like mm-hmm. that's that's humanity, right? Like, oh man, like do we crave sometimes like displeasure because we think that's what's real? Mm. you know in that regard like oh man like do i do i do i need to be unhappy so that i know that like, this is like a real thing to mm. me like or this is like realistic or it has meaning when it's displeasurable and stuff like mm. that but that was really cool mm-hmm. no it's really really cool like and again like i'll probably watch it but since you, <laughs> but you you since you told me the ending i don't know how it'll affect like my my perception of the movie but mm-hmm. I'm always like I'm like such a snob for like sci- good sci-fi movies. Like that's like when when things like oh like mm-hmm. my brain you're right Whoa. humans <laughs> do suck or like <laughs> no. Oh. Well, no don't say that. But... I mean I'm, I'll be honest like I have that like mentality sometimes. <laughs> where it's like so like it's a, like with robots especially like I had like when I was in college I wrote this thesis about. The robot revolution it's just for kicks it was funny to me and the long story short of it is like people assume the robot revolution comes in only one way like oh robots get real smart and then they're like humans are dumb we kill them and it's like oh that's a, like robots bad mm-hmm. right robots have no morality but then in, in my counter i guess it'd be like it's like well i think the way we would treat robots like how we treat technology now like would translate to that and it would be really like messed up to the point where robots are like, we can't live under these conditions. Mm-hmm. Now we'll revolt. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it's like no, like we like there's like a sense of sentience. And like I would just imagine like if your can opener said like, hey, I don't want to be a can opener anymore, I'd be like, shut the fuck up and be a can opener. Yeah. And then you'd be like, and then you'd be like, that's oh, literally your only function. function. But I don't want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> and then it's just like, and it's just like, well, poor like, can opener. Poor can My can opener. opener can be whatever it, it wants. wants. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a refrigerator can opener, you go we'll, ahead. We'll make it happen. We'll make oh it happen. There's, a, there's so many references I'm just thinking just from both of you guys just saying that um, like there's this one reference um, called uh, like I don't know if you've seen the show Rick and Morty uh, mm-hmm. Jenny, no I haven't but you've heard of it yeah, I, yeah. I've seen it yeah there's mm-hmm. this little clip there's this little clip it was just funny to me where he where um, where Rick made this robot to mm-hmm. pass butter just to make butter. Just, just, to, just, just, to, just to pass butter. Just to pass butter. Just pass butter. So literally, table. like, yeah. it's, like it's, tiny at, robot. it's at the one end of the table, yes. and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. robot, pass me the butter. Yeah. yeah. So literally, so literally, the robot says, what is my purpose? You pass butter. And he just passes the butter. And then, like, and then five else? minutes later, he asks him, what is my purpose? You pass butter. Yeah, it's like, pass. And then just like. He looks at his hands. He's like. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, welcome to the club, pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like that's again, that's a good sci-fi moment. Like just surprising, like a key, like like it's it's like a cruelty, right? Like yeah. if if it's like 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 I think it's funny to me when you realize like okay, when people are like, what's our purpose? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, and I think to myself, do you really want to know that? Mm. Because as soon as you do, like if mm-hmm. if you found out humans were only put on this earth to like poop. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's it? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, there's got to be more. And God's like, no, that's pretty much it. I just need you to fertilize the earth with your, with your fecal matter you know, <laughs> for just this amount of time. Is that okay? Oh, and then they're like, what? What? What, what the? 
Why, why would you make me capable of all of this beautiful thought, math, mathematics, art, beauty, all this stuff, only for me to poop? It's like, I don't know. I just, you seem like you need to poop. So like, <laughs> I need to give you all these other things, I guess. Like, maybe it was just like happenstance. I don't know. But you, knowing your purpose, like, sometimes maybe, like, dwarfs your, like, uh, mm. like your meaning. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, I don't know what, like, my purpose is. And it's like, I can do anything, right? Like, so on and so right. forth. But if it's, you just, yeah. Yeah, purpose is kind of a limiting belief yeah. if you think about it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. this is what I'm meant to do. Oh, this is all I'm meant, meant to, to do. do. <laughs> like, exactly. I mean... And sometimes we, we we want for that, but at the same, we, I think we want like this the dream, right? Which is like our purpose is limitless. To say like, oh, like to to have like this grand, like to conquer the universe or to you know to bring order to blank, not to like be a fork or like you know to you know or, or pass yeah, butter or pass or butter. butter. <laughs> we want more than pass butter. We seek purpose, but we we don't want our purpose to be superficial. I guess right. what we consider superficial. Right. It's like that's but that's like the catch twenty two of the of it all. It's like if I found out what my purpose was, does that mean I'm less like meaningful or less complex than than I should be? Mm-hmm. Like but that's but crazy. yeah, oh, I'll just make this quick. Yeah. Reference. Just play this game called Detroit Become Human, and you'll understand. Uh, okay. What Detroit Become Human? Yeah. Detroit Become Human. It's, it's a very... it's a robot game. Yeah. Oh. It, it, I'm familiar with it because it's very familiar to the premise of like essentially that the, the thing that I wrote I was like man like like if you it's like just treating robots like sh- like of course they're gonna revolt <laughs> like but that that would come with like a lot of assumptions right and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah because like right now if I threw my iPhone on the ground I don't think iPhones right now per se would be upset let's not that. give them that but yeah well, I don't know we'll we'll maybe one day it's like you did that out of malicious like intent. We don't like it. You're dead. <laughs> well, it's funny because like all of that is kind of like human perceptions put on to mm-hmm. electronics. Mm-hmm. So it's like, would they really do that? Uh, I, I, you know, it's yeah, like it's yeah. like I mean, theoretically, like you know, they say like the device is only as smart as the programmer. Oh right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So that's like the main thing. So like technically, like it probably would take on human characteristics, but it's like it's interesting to think about that layer too. Because right. it's like, would they actually do that? Would they just like disappear yeah. and not care? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like what is like yeah like how would I know if a robot's afraid? Right. Like, yeah. What, like what's the functions of fear look like for a robot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and then someone would because I I would say this thing in college right and my friend would be like that's stupid. And I'd be like, um, okay, well, I would like you to, ar- like, just give me the argument. It's like, robots can't feel love. And I would argue, like, well, they probably would. It's just not how we would consider or right. construct the idea of love. You yeah. know, like, like if it, but functionally, if it works the same, then, then technically, right, they could love. But it's just like, it's just, not, it wouldn't be like, oh, baby, you know, yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It'd just be like, touch. <laughs> Whoa! Dude, that's protected. Gross. <laughs> gross robot. You're gross. They they, t- all, all they did was just stare at each other, and then they're like, "Doot," and then it's like, they touch tips, and then just, I would just imagine another robot just be like, oh. "Disgusting." Yeah. To kind of bridge us from oh, our man. experience, like, what did I just see? Like, Ew. <laughs> Save it for the motel room, guys. Gross. Just touching the tips of yeah, their fingers. Just the tips of their finger. <laughs> Go back to your database. Like. <laughs> I always love when that what happens. Like yeah, like like absurd, like like a thing, and then like human conditions on top of it, and just be like the hilarity of it yeah, all. It's like, like yeah, what? <laughs> but yeah, what about what about you, Jenny? Well, 
I mean, <laughs> nothing is like deep as you guys. Oh, okay. Well, those well, well, that's even good thing too. That's yeah. true. Like, the we simple need, things we need are good all too. All the levels, all the layers, all the layers. Because like, yeah, because there's like small things in our lives where we just get. Yeah. yeah over, like, whoa, you know? this turned into like very deep conversations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, went off, it went off a bit. It went off a bit, but that's okay. okay. That's I think okay. it's really interesting. Um, so, if I misspoke before, I do apologize, but I have strong feelings about such things. It's <laughs> okay. Um, You're entitled to them. Thank you. But um, I think, like, off the top of my head, like, I can only think about, like, trying new foods. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Because. As, yeah, I've had that displeasure as well. Well, or or even something like at your favorite restaurant where like you always go and you have the same thing. And mm. then it's like, ah, today I've decided I want to try something different because I always get the same thing. And for whatever reason, that feels boring. And then you try something new, like, and it probably is fine, but you're like, this isn't what I wanted. So like, I didn't get the same thing I always get mm. and it just doesn't taste the same. Or like... I guess with trying new foods, it's like, for me, I see it as more of a learning experience kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know what that tastes like. Let me try that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like, hmm, that doesn't taste good. Okay, great. <laughs> moving on. <Yeah>. But <laughs> yeah. it, there is like kind of that initial displeasure, like just because it's like a flavor or texture or combination, something you don't like. Mm-hmm. I think that's another one too. When you try something out, like like ah, this is a good food, and this is a good food, and you put them together, and it's like nope, nope. that's not that not meant to be, not meant to be together. Nope. But yeah, I mean, I get that kind of like that sensation too. But now, like I try because I man, it would be bad at times. I'd be like hungry, mm. and then um, I would look forward to like this restaurant to go to, right? Yeah. And so essentially, what I did was I put all my eggs in one basket. Oh yeah. And I was like, I go in there like. Oh, I'm starving. I go in there. I eat it. Like, it's not that good. This is not and that then great. I don't want to eat, and I'm still hungry. So like, it's double like annoyed. So yeah. now I try to like mitigate like my expectations. So if I'm gonna go someplace new, I'd be like, oh okay. Well, I want to get something I do like want to eat, or at least have a backup in case mm. I don't like it. And then like when I'm gonna go to someplace new, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try whatever interests me. And if I like it, that'll be awesome. If I don't, it's like not a big deal. It's like I'm mitigating my my, my level of displeasure yeah. is not going to be compounded to the point where I won't try something again. Like right. sometimes I I think like when the when something is so displeasing, we we immediately like rush to conclusions about yeah. everything, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like oh this this sandwich is horrible. This restaurant is, must be horrible and stuff yeah. like that. When it's like you got a sandwich and this place is like a steak place. Like why 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 did you decide yeah. to like? <laughs> Why did you just like you're not even doing the thing that um it's known for or famous for, right? And so or like yeah, you try a new dish and or then, like a different kind of yeah like food. you branch out mm-hmm. like oh I tried this Ita- like this is a typical Italian food and I didn't like it so all Italian food must be bad. It's yeah. like no, that's not really how this works. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> right, you can't dictate a a spaghetti as the iconic. Of all Italian food. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can't, like, judge... Yeah, it's just essentially it's, stereotyping. Yeah, right? it's stereotyping. And, like... Or or even just trying something new. Like, oh, I didn't like that new thing. Like... Oh, yeah. You know? Oh. Like, this was, this was something new. I can never try new things again because this one was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's, it's like, yeah, we even go into a, even a higher level of, like, um, like that. thinking where it's just, like... It's not just, like, oh, new restaurants. But it's, like, 
No, new things bad. Yeah, new, new things new, are bad. New, no, 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 no. Oh, I know a guy who goes to Carl's Jr. And he only gets one thing the entire time, no matter what. It's like, it's like, it's always the the Western bacon cheeseburger. Oh, that's and, what I always get. Yeah, but then like the thing is like he's not even like he even says it like it's kind of like a badge of honor. Like it's like I'm only I come in here, I only get the one thing. I've only gotten the one thing. It's all I need is the one thing. And I'm like, okay. I mean, one when it happened, I was like, this seems unsolicited, but all right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like, you 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 go. You were at Carl's Jr. You, if you want to talk about what you get at Carl's Jr. and why that's important to you, you go ahead. I'm here to listen to you. <laughs> uh, but then it's just like he goes in there, and it's like the lady asks him, like, "Would you like to try?" It's like, and before she even says, she's like, "Nope, I'm only here for one thing." What they go? Like, all right, okay. Wow, okay. he well, actually says the whole entire. But thing. It, what's funny is I feel like he he seems like the type of person who is like, and there's something to be said about that, right? Where the a contentment in the in the just knowing what you like and what you want and mm-hmm. like kind of like pull it's like it's like when you have a clean room or mm-hmm. like something like a very clear clarity the um, comfort yeah. of clarity and mm-hmm. like just like this is all i am this is all i'm gonna be like that's fine and it's like acceptance of that like that's again we, we always that's try kind to of the like, purpose. Be kind of the purpose but for <laughs> me how i work it's like i know like the thing about me that i accept is like i get bored mm. right like trying to do those things so i have like this somewhat natural exploring spirit and if you have it too don't let people think like oh you, you just don't know who you are you yeah. don't know except like th- that could be just a part of your nature like you just don't like to stay stagnant in certain mm-hmm. things and that's mm-hmm. okay but with that being said you, you just don't you have then you must have to realize that displeasure is going to be a part of your life a little bit because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like but you can mitigate it right you can be like you, you try something new. It can't be like 100% of the time you try something new, it was amazing. Right. Because like, yeah, come on. Yeah, it's never going to be that way. You, you, there's not even like, you can't have those odds. It makes no sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, right, I just think like you have to kind of manage your expectations. I was going to say, how right? do you do that? Like, yeah. So then like for me, it's like, like how do you manage your expectations? So I'll, I'll go first because like I just kind of already started it. So like it's just very much like one you have to, I have to tell people it's like failure or complete disaster has its value too. Mm. It's like, oh, this is horrible. But then it's like, oh, this can be a story later. Mm-hmm. Like people, people will say yeah. that all the time. Like, oh, this is a story. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And whatever it may be. And so it's like, okay. And then you also now know what you may not like, but then you have to be realistic about it. Like, like, oh, again, it's like, I don't like, um, and I'll be very specific for my Filipinos out there. Uh, I don't like ube pie. I actually love ube pie, but let's just say people don't like ube pie, which mm. is kind of like a sweet potato. Oh, sweet potato pie. Yeah, but Ooh. it's like, a, but it's like, it's like Philippine. It's like very. It's like I feel like it's a little bit richer, a little bit sweeter it looks too. Like it. I want to try that. It's yeah, purple. it's pretty good. It's purple too. Mm-hmm. So Pur- purple. It's like very purple. It's like yeah. Barney purple. Sweet potatoes clear though. No, no. These but, ones, but, it's yeah, a ube, yeah, it's taro. A, yeah, it's like a taro oh. derivative kind of. Are they the same plant? Or they I would different? think. I no, I think no. I, I think, I think so. no. I think ube is like a, it comes from the same tree, but it's not, oh, okay. but it's a little bit different. Okay. Because I was, I think they have like taro there too. So oh, okay. Mm. Like, okay. So, and again, my Filipinos out there, if you know better, you just let me know. Uh, <laughs> but let's say, yeah, I don't like ube pie, right? I have to really realize, like, okay, manage my expectations. Do I not like ube pie here? Mm. Right? I always say this to myself, like, everything deserves a second chance. Yeah. Right? So it's like, 
And then I always say this, like, as a joke, like, I'll eat something, and then people are like, how was that? It's like, oh, it's pretty good. I'd probably eat here six more times. <laughs> and then, like, 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 six more times? Wow. Or, like, That's or, pretty probably, specific. Or, or, yeah, like, I would just say a specific number to kind of gauge, like, how much maybe I liked it. <laughs> Instead of just saying, oh, it was good. It's like, yeah, it was good. Like, I'd probably eat here just one more time, though. Mm. You know, it's just like, or just like, uh, You're like, like, I'll give it another shot, yeah, but it's like, not like... I would be like, or sometimes I, I, I do this too, where it's like, okay, like, it's like a restaurant, right? And I'd be like, and then, like, oh, that was good. And, and or people would be like, did you like it? I'm like, yeah, but I would only eat here half one time, or like half a time. It's like, what, what do you mean half a time? <laughs> I'd probably just get something to drink. I would not get like a full meal. I Maybe like it. a muffin or something. <laughs> and it'd just be like, it's just like, it's just, to me, it's just like kind of funny in that regard, because it's like, I'm trying to gauge, I'm trying to be realistic about my expectations mm-hmm. and about to myself too. Mm-hmm. And I always just reflect on like what like these moments are doing and like why do I feel such great displeasure? Because that's how I learned like I was like, oh, I'm just really hungry and that's not fair to the restaurant right. sometimes. Mm. It's like okay. it's like I'm expecting you to be everything to me right now. We're, right. We're, yeah. <laughs> they're expecting like, that this I want you to be cheap. I want you to be filling. I want you to be delicious, and I want you to be healthy, like all of them, all at one time. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, come on, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I, that's like a, I I feel like one of the core symptoms of having this pleasurement is having such high ex- expectations right. on mm. something that right. shouldn't be. You know, yeah. like I want this glass of milk takes the most delicious glass of milk I've ever had, uh-huh. when really it's just a glass of milk. Uh, come on, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> a know? lot of pressure to put yeah. on a glass of milk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, I'm like, oh man. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, it's like, I don't think, and this is funny because like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure on maybe a restaurant or the glass of milk, but it's also just dumb for me to do that. Cause I'd be like, why, why would I, why am I putting so much expectation for this thing to give me so much happiness? Right. When if I just realize like, like who I am and what I do and then just then figure out how to get there. Mm then it's going to give me what I essentially want because now I'm, I'm more realistic to the thing. It's just a glass of milk. Yeah. Like, it's not going to cure, like, you know, like my allergies. Right. Like, <laughs> like, so then just calm down. Like, the milk can only do so much, but, like, let that, like, and then you judge it accordingly based off that. That's right. Like whatever, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I kind of do it. I just very, like, okay, like, what are, what, do, what are things that could create higher expectations and how do I deal with that first so that they're more realistic? Mm. And so that's mm-hmm. what I, I, would, I would match. How about you, Alex? How I manage my expectations? Yes. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just have yes. them. I, I don't manage. Like, you either meet them or you don't. I yeah. just, how do I manage them? I meet them. Duh. <laughs> Period. I, I You're just, done. I, I mean, like, I, I, I don't really have high expectations uh-huh. on, like, oh, okay. l- l- well, like, Maybe it's just natural to be more realistic. Than it's like, that's well, kind well, of a natural like thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like I'll, I'll say this: when I was, tactic. you know, younger, immature, like mm-hmm. I, I had high expectations. Sure. I expected, you know, people, well, like my family, to do everything for me because I was a kid. I didn't know mm-hmm. any better. I was still dependent, you know. Right. Um, so that's like that. But like as I grew older, I realized like they didn't. They don't deserve that. You know. Mm-hmm. They. You know. Parents are there to help you because they're there to help you, you know? Um, but, and that's like when I did realize like you can't put expectations on, on someone else. Like, uh, yeah, I feel, I f- sure. yeah, you know, I feel like expectations are, are, shouldn't be existent. 
That's my personal opinion. Because okay. the reason being is like, <clears throat> like I don't want to put my expectations on other people. Okay, it's not fair for them. It's not fair for me. And the reason for that is that it it, it comes to situations like that. You know why? How can you enjoy something if you're going to be like it has to be this good? Right. Okay, it's this good. Got it. Right. Rather than versus like I'm just gonna come in here, have a good time, mm-hmm. and you know just just enjoy life. Hey, this pie is pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or yeah. like oh I really like this Chinese food, mm-hmm. or like oh I love this. You know, mm-hmm. um, I really like the sport. Mm-hmm. You know. Like I, I feel like it's the sense of importance of what exploration means, mm. rather than putting a giant, uh, like a giant limitation, of what it should mean. But like I also understand that <clears throat> I don't believe managing your expectations is as important as as um, living the experience that you're you're in at the moment. Mm. Well, if I that think, makes I, sense, I can kind of get agree with that. It's just like I think we. I think what you're kind of saying is like sometimes we might spend a lot of time managing our expectations when mm-hmm. we're not being like present in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But like I understand when expe- expectations are important, especially in the business sense. Sure. You know, right. expectations are important in a business sense like because a professional sense. in a professional sense, that's much more, that's where it should, where it should be more prevalent. Okay. Right. Um, in my opinion, because the reason being is that that's how companies make profit. That's how companies grow yeah. is that they have to set a bar mm-hmm. for their company and themselves in order to, for growth to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And I would kind of argue that's more like standards of operation kind of thing, like your baseline mm-hmm. for businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, just because personally, I've seen where expectations and like displeasure kind of come in. Mm. And I think that more happens around like people. Mm. You know, like if you have somebody that you don't like working with mm. and you see them on the schedule and you just go, ugh. Like that is your expectation and your displeasure. Like you're like you kind of putting it on them and that's like ruining your experience at work if you're choosing to do that. Because like personally, I think you're choosing to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah, that's very true because I've had that exact same feeling where it's just like, but then to me, it's like and this is seems very like uh, what's his name? Tony Robbins. Mm, right? Tony like Robbins, okay. Like it's like a, like motivational speaker yeah, talk. Yeah. Right? It's like it's like when when you do that, like when it's like oh this person, like mm-hmm. uh, it's like I don't want it. It's like it's kind of like you're taking your own agency and your own power away, right? Yeah. It's just like oh like this person is making me displeased, right? Yeah. As opposed mm-hmm. to like it's really just you, like and your like sort of perception towards that person, your associations with that person is and you perceive it or view it as a displeasing experience whatever it may be and so like if you kind of like and then again sometimes look it's easier said than done to just be like oh like look at the person like you've displeased me for so long but now that i've changed my mind like i can just change my mindset yeah and it's like you're no longer displeasing because there are like behaviors that you know you have like i don't think we'll ever be divorced of our expectations right like yeah like it's hard for me to meet someone who doesn't have expectations some type of expectations expectations. you just have to like you dig deeper or you feel it through like but what i think is like important is like like 
you have to really think about take a step back and just be like okay what my expectations say about me mm-hmm. what do what do i really want from this and how do i get to where i'm kind of going because like like in that same ex- environment it's like oh like hey like i don't want to work with this person and like you're jumping through like ten thousand hoops to not be displeased like and you're like but you're putting so much effort and labor on yourself where it's just like if you had simply maybe if you can i feel like it would be simpler to just face your displeasure why does that mean that and like how to make it better yeah like um in that regard how to sit in it then you can like oh i can see this person all the time it doesn't matter if they're on my shift i know how to deal with it now right, right? Mm-hmm. as opposed to just like ah like you're the worst like don't talk to me and like but you're still displeased if not you're getting even more displeased because you're kind of keeping that mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting because like you're gonna be working with this person, you know, mm-hmm. almost or however long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you and, don't know. And if you keep allowing that to happen, then it might <coughs> bless you. Bless you. Bless you. <coughs> okay, <laughs> that was the last one. But yeah, um, like I said, but since you're always working with this with this person, you know. Um, like if you if you're just constantly avoiding this person and rather not trying to find a way to to work it out so that way you both can have an um an at least a comfortable or you know a workable environment so that way uh, the like both of you can grow um it's important because like if if you al- keep allowing that displeasement happening to you at the workplace you either a make a very rash decision. And mm. something bad might happen, mm-hmm. or B, you quit, mm. right? Because of that one thing, controlling your whole entire environment, may, allowing that one entire one small you know thing to control your uh, right. control your whole entire environment, mm-hmm. versus you know seeing all the positive things that's happening around you right. and trying to improve on that situation. Right, you can become fixated on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people will do anything they can to to avoid displeasure. Right to the point where they kind of compromise other pleasurable things, you know, or like they just don't focus. Like, I, yeah, just avoid. It's like, oh god, he's coming in the water cooler. I, I gotta go. I like, gotta go. <laughs> you could have been talking to like a friend of yours, and he really needed to like figure out something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, sorry, I, 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 gotta I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> like, like in whatever it may be. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like it's running your life a little bit. Like, I, like to this, to this degree, right? Like, I think as people, like this is me making a large. E- assumption about humanity right um like our natural instinct is towards pleasure right like to make our lives pleasurable now the only thing that will break that right is survival right like if if i had to choose between pleasure or survival Mm -hmm. everyone usually is going to pick survival rational humans are going to pick like survival whatever Mm -hmm. it may be right but other than that if i had to pick between pleasure and like well i don't know uh, meaning like meaningfulness mm. sometimes people are like uh pleasure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes it could be meaningfulness too like you have to but you have to like that's like a that's a that's like a, that's an actual decision yeah. that's mm-hmm. an actual choice mm-hmm. and so and with that being said like people have this like I, I i always say this like um you know like necessity is the mother of invention mm. right like that's a, that that kind of adage yeah. and i would say like comfort is like it's like it's like retarded cousin <laughs> or it's like or it definitely comfort is probably the father of invention also like anything that is either been invented is either was needed or made life better Mm. right and everything else is just like well i don't know why like why did you invent this like i have no idea (laughs) it's not for a need and it's not for a comfort then what why why 
to make more problems. <laughs> like it's like to to like to be more reflective and like meaningful, maybe. But it's just like I, I don't know. I don't know. Like when it comes to invention and stuff like that, like our society, why we build it. It's like oh yeah. So when you're trying to be displeasurable, like that's a big driving force too. It's like oh like I'm not gonna do any of this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I just think, yeah, we've been through a lot, like, in this podcast, which is, I'm really happy about because when it comes to, like, displeasure, I don't want to make others feel sad about it. Like, I I want us to seem we're all relatable. And I definitely think that's what happened today. (laughs) Like, through strip clubs, through sci-fi movies, (laughs) through restaurants. Yeah, we've we've connected in our displeasure of things, uh, and I think in a pretty thorough way, yeah? Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. Lots of different aspects. Mm -hmm. So, So, um, I'd say let's let's have some final thoughts. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's first? Nose goes. (laughs) That's Alan. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what this was. And that's why he failed. I don't <laughs> understand the situation that we just went through, but okay. Oh, we'll we'll teach you later. Oh, okay, we'll teach you later. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. If you don't knows, you don't knows. Ah. Ah. And we all thought I was going to be the one with the puns. Huh? Let, but don't. Boom. What a twist. <laughs> Man, this, podcast, this episode got weird. <laughs> I'm just going to my Hey, closet. guess what? We're weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Anyways, um, yeah, so my final thoughts about... This whole situation about having a displeasurement is uh, I like to touch up on again is really not to have high expectations, not to allow your expectations on other people Mm. and rather um, keep them to yourself because um, really have expectations when you're looking towards a more uh, business sense or professional sense Mm -hmm. rather than enjoying your life because if you set expectations when, on times where you want to have fun and have a great time, um, it really destroys the process of exploring new things that you've never tried out before. Yeah. So always allow expectations in the place where it should be, especially in the business field. Sure. Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds correct. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, my final thought would be like... Um, Looking at your expectations, yeah, it's kind of derivative of that too. Um, knowing that you'll have them, right? Uh, just manage them like um, the best you can. You don't have to be overly obsessed about it, but managing your expectations in a way that's like informs you about who you are, what you want to do, and will probably give you the best experience you can possibly have, right? Again, like a glass of milk is only going to be a glass of milk. So yeah. just know it's not going to do this and not do this. So like, again, if you're going into a place and you realizing that like, are my expectations like too high? Why are they too high? How can I get them lower? You know, you have to kind of take that time to figure that out. And then once you do, you're able to go into experiences with a much more like um, optimistic and much more uh, pleasurable right uh, point of view and uh, experience, I think. Right, so just making sure you do that. Listen to yourself. Take your time in doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I guess like you guys kind of <laughs> wrapped up the final thoughts pretty nicely, which is good. Um. I think the other thing that I would say is like when you're feeling displeasure, maybe look at your perception of it. Like, is it based on past experiences? Is it based on other people's expectations of how things are supposed to be? Like, really kind of take a look at what 
like what are you actually feeling in this situation Mm -hmm. so kind of with that we wanted to start something new because we kind of just sort of talk sometimes which is great and I think is really relatable but maybe you need a little bit of help sometimes yeah, or just like maybe we're trying to be sometimes a little bit more specific right because yeah. like we we say reflect but then I, I would imagine like oh in a mirror like no no like, <laughs> like no. on a park bench next to pigeons not necessarily yeah right so it's, sometimes it's kind of like for me I find it like hard to reflect sometimes it's like oh how do I even get or you get overwhelmed with like all the reflecting like how do I even get started right so we thought of an action step or a call to action however you want to think about it to kind of get started um so take five minutes if you can either all at once or yeah intermittent you can break or it up break it up or, during the day but the next time you're feeling displeasure like take a deep breath or three deep breaths slowly um and then think about these questions what am i learning through my displeasure and then what can i learn through my this displeasure so the kind of i guess what i am is kind of like what am i feeling right now sort right. of thing and like what are you like directly taking away from this and then the second part is like what can you learn is to kind of like shift that perspective and see if there's anything else that you can maybe get out of it um to kind of change your perspective on things or just help you get a better understanding of yourself to kind of see whether it's something that needs to be changed or if you're just feeling grumpy and displeasurable in the moment Mm -hmm. and just like meh yeah i I think what um definitely helps out too if you have the time to do it um after you know answer these questions um both sides like on the left side the things that are that are making you feel that way in the most pleasure this pleasurable way now on the right side this is like on a piece of paper yeah split split a split a piece of paper in half yeah and then on the right side, write about the, th- the, the positive things that are, that are happening in your environment or around you or you personally that you're mm. enjoying. And, um, and, if it, if it, and just look at it objectively. Even if there's so many bad things that are happening to you on the left side of your paper, on the right side, if there's at least one thing or you know, even a couple things, it usually good things weigh out more than the bad things so really really focus on that objectively and understand then okay well why don't we take these one bad things that are happening at a time and reverse them to good things so so that's that's uh that's um one of the ways you can do it as well if you have more time yeah and again um just to reiterate right like um take the five minutes but again if you feel like you don't how busy your life may be whatever it is um, you can break that up in whatever case. So, like, one minute to breathe, and then when you do have the time, you know, um, like, finally at the end of the day, just remind yourself, like, hey, yeah, like, uh, I need to reflect about this moment. Set an alarm for yourself so that you can remind yourself and then just think about the good practices that you're trying to do. Because uh, we just want to make sure that, like, as we try to help you guys, like, we want to think about the things that we do that uh, can help possibly you in a very specific way uh because we we care yeah we we super care we super care so yeah yeah so if you want to follow us on our instagram page for creative emotions it is creative underscore underscore yeah emotions okay so creative underscore underscore emotions and if you wanted to follow my instagram handle it'll be 
uh, blackfrost underscore Lee, L-E. So L-3-L-A-C-K-F-R-O-S-T underscore L-E. And mine is Seti Papa. No, no. Papa Seti 88. Dang it. Every time. Every time. This How is, do you forget? This is Cedric's your... thing. Yeah, like I don't understand. Puns and forgetting his Instagram, Instagram too. That's essentially, yeah, that's my, that's my, like, yeah, that's what I would put on my dating profile. Puns and forgetting my Instagram. <laughs> So yeah, what so so what is it? What is it? It's Papacetti eighty eight, uh, and it's um and if you're looking for it, P A P A and then C E double D Y eight eight. And I'm pretty sure now that I'm gonna have to change it because I can't even remember my own Instagram handle. Oh man! Yay! <laughs> Stay tuned for this saga. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and, um, if you're looking for me, I'm at Curiously Radiant on Instagram. So nice. Come right. find me. All right. Well, uh, have a good day, everyone, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. And hope to see you on the next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.